Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny, and we are a, a couple, couple of, of park, park hoppers. hoppers. For the first time since moving to Orlando, we had the opportunity to preview a brand new attraction. We rode the Jurassic World Velocicoaster at Universal's Islands of Adventure. What's the queue like? How fast does it go? We're answering frequently asked questions and talking about our full experience right now. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. beyond excited to talk to everybody about this coaster. I wish I could make a raptor noise. I, I can't. Just in response to what you just said. I the, They had that weird bark thing with like <laughs> I think you kind of veered into Star Wars yeah. territory. <laughs> it is May the 4th after all when we're recording this. Now, speaking of uh <laughs> <laughs> it's like if it's Chew- like Homer Simpson. I, I was gonna say Go. if, I was gonna say if Chewbacca and a sea lion had a baby. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> I do want to say something about noise though. Um, up until today, I could barely make any noise. Yes. <laughs> um, if you <laughs> if you know what my voice sounds like, one thing that you will probably realize right away if you haven't spoken to me in the last couple days is I. My voice sounds different because I lost my voice from going uh, on the Velocicoaster. On Velocicoaster, she lost her voice. I literally like wrote it once and I woke up the next morning and I was like, Bill. I've been with you for a long time. <laughs> Almost five years. Almost five years. We've been on a lot of rides together. We've gone through things together. And I have never <laughs> heard you scream like that. <laughs> I... I for that amount of time. <laughs> For a minute and a half. However long the actual ride through is. It's somewhere between a minute and a half and two minutes. I forget exactly what the time is, but I've never heard you scream for that long. Yeah. And I, I'm not a, even the least bit surprised that you lost your voice. I mean, I didn't realize I was screaming as much as I was. Oh, man. I wish I could have video <laughs> of that because here I am, like, terrified out of my freaking <laughs> mind in the seat next to you. And I'm just holding on to this this lap bar for dear life. And you're just over there going, ah, 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 I was ah, laughing. Ah. <laughs> it was, I'm just so excited to talk about this. But I do apologize, guys, if my voice cracks a little bit, if I sound a little different. It's because of this amazing ride that we're going to tell you about today. It was something else. So first off... If you're listening, I know you want to hear about Velocicoaster. So first, Velocicoaster isn't even open yet. Nope. So Velocicoaster will be opening on June 10th at Islands of Adventure at Universal Orlando Resort. Correct. Uh, Now, first off, we did not realize that we were going to get the opportunity to ride it before June 10th. No. There was was grumblings and there were rumors about annual pass holder previews. Yes. But nothing was confirmed until one day. So I was working from home because I work from home now. And I got a text from you in the middle of the day. And you said, hey, did you get an email? I didn't get an email. Nope, I did not. And because I was, I'm still in training for my new job, I was like, I definitely don't know if I got an email. And so I went to look. And when I went to the link, they had sent it probably like three or four hours before I even saw it. And when I clicked on it, everything was sold out. Yeah. So they were going to be having those uh, previews for annual pass holders from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So those are still going on today and tomorrow, if I'm correct. Correct. So I saw that. Those were sold out, and I did not take that as a final answer. (laughs) And so while I was sitting there, I just kept refreshing and refreshing because when you were texting me, I knew you were very bummed about that. Yes. So was I, but I was like, this is your favorite franchise. Yep. If anybody deserves to get on this ride first, it's you. I love the Jurassic movies. 
And Except for Jurassic Park 3. That's like that's like the redheaded stepchild of Jurassic Park movies. Yes. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, I was very determined to make sure that we got it, and I didn't even know if it would even open up again. Right. And it was a little bit of a r- roller coaster, ah, pun intended there from you there. Go. But nice. I refreshed it. I was able to get a spot Sunday night at from 8 to 8.30. The first night. The first night. But every, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the latest they were doing it was like 4 o'clock. Hmm. And I didn't think either of us would be able to do that or we would have to do it separately. Right. And so I immediately texted you and said, it's back open. Go get it. And what happened? I was at work. I did not have my annual pass on me at the time it was in my car and when we recently upgraded from preferred to premiere at universal it unlinked my ticket to the app so i did not have my barcode number handy and so i ran out to my car found my annual pass logged in and it was gone it was gone so danny had a pass to ride on Sunday night from 8 to 8.30, and I was SOL. Well, what ended up happening was you sent me the your ticket number, yep. um, your barcode, and at one point you had sent it to me. I put everything in. I got the right time. I hit confirm, and what did it say? This has been filled up already. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And so I just kept refreshing, and... Luckily, I got us a second spot for that first night of the employee or the annual pass holder previews. And I was so psyched that we got the same time. I was just worried that we just really wanted to ride together because I don't know if I would have been able to make it by myself. Yeah, I I was very nervous. Yeah, I would have been. I was definitely nervous. So we were able to get our time. Um that day we went and we got to enjoy a little bit of Universal. We walked around mm-hmm. and then we headed over to Velocicoaster about eight, a little after eight. Yeah, we stood by uh, the area over by uh, Pizza Predatoria where you can actually see the, the second launch of the coaster. Uh, and we stood there watching uh, the coaster go by with people on it for the first time that we had seen that. Uh, and talking to some people that hit, that were either anticipating their first ride or had already ridden, and we were just having some conversations about what the ride was like or what they were hoping it would be like. So that was really cool to get to talk to everybody who was really excited about the same thing that we were. Yeah, and there there were a lot of things about this ride that before we went on, I was unsure about. One of the first things that I think I was nervous about, and probably the biggest one, uh, was the fact that the restraints of the ride were different for yes. this. And what I mean by that is you only had a lap bar over you. Now, it's not your typical lap bar. You know, it's not just a bar that, you know, kind of hovers above your waist. Like this is a this is a lap bar with a pad on it that you can pull down as tight as you possibly can. Uh, but it does come over your head. If you guys have ridden Hagrid's uh, Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, it's oh always such a mouthful. Such a mouthful. Um, it's the same type of tightness to that lap bar, except Hagrid's you pull down towards you. The Jurassic World Velocicoaster one, you pull down over your head and you pull it as tight to you as possible. But it does fit very snugly. But it felt wrong to not have shoulder restraints it, before it we went really on it. It really did. Before we went on it. Having been on rides like the Hulk and Rock and Roller Coaster, just the thought of doing inversions without the shoulder restraints was terrifying to me. But all of our uh, all of our concerns were soon put to rest once we actually got aboard. So before we get into a little bit about Velocicoaster and our feelings about Velocicoaster, I would like to read the description on the website. You're going to read it? I don't know if my voice can handle it. Do you want, want me to re- do it? Yeah, I would like I you to I kind of want to make this epic. I'm going to kind of do it like a commercial. All right. Let, let's hear it. Danny, you hit the play button when you're ready. All right. Feel the rush of the hunt. Speeding through the jungle, rising high above the terrain, it's the apex predator of roller coasters. The Jurassic World Velocicoaster. 
Now you can board your vehicle for a high-speed dash through the park's raptor paddock. Feel the rush of the hunt as you race alongside these nimble predators, twisting and soaring above the land and water. The Jurassic World Velocicoaster opens June 10th at Universal's Islands of Adventure. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> that was fun. I feel like uh, Universal needs to hire you for commercials now. Done. I, I will sign wherever you need me to. I, that, <laughs> so that was better than I could have ever done it. I figured you wouldn't be able to do it with your voice. So I figured I would do it for you. Well, I've never done a... A read through that good, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to work on my on my epic voice. Hey, right? Let your voice recover first before it gets epic. There you go. Well, well, let's talk about the specs of the roller coaster. Yes. So first off, Velocicoaster is a steel launch coaster. Yes, it is not a wooden coaster. It is very much steel. Now it has a 155 foot top hat structure. And if you don't know what that is, it basically is... Looks uh, like a top hat. Looks like a top hat, yeah. Um, that top hat has a 140-foot drop. Oof. The entire coaster is 4,700 feet long. That's almost a mile. That's 500 feet short of a mile. And this coaster reaches top speeds of 70 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah. That was 70 miles per hour in case you guys didn't. There it goes. There it goes again. Sounds like a NASCAR race. That's what it felt like a little bit. <laughs> now, at that 70 miles an hour, it has four inversions. Which were crazy. They're, the max vertical angle is at 80 degrees. So it's basically straight down. Yeah. So when you go down that... Uh, the 140 foot drop from the top of the top hat structure, you're going down at an angle of 80 degrees, which is almost straight down. That is nuts. Now, for all those people who are experiencing all of this, there is per train 24 riders of 12 rows, so two people next to each other. And when we rode, we rode in row eight. So we were a little bit more towards the back, but not quite all the way back and not. Uh, in the middle. Now, all of those riders will be secured in with an over-the-top or over-the-head lap bar with a big padding in front of them. So it was very, very comfortable. It was. It was very comfortable. And I wanted to save these specs for last because I thought they were the coolest. The first launch is 0 to 50 in how many seconds? Two seconds. And the second launch is 40, 40 miles per hour to 70 miles per hour in how many seconds? 2.4 seconds. That's pretty fast. Yeah. So you're going... The way the second launch works is you're coming off a, a pretty quick turn, and then you go into a straightaway, and then it just launches you into that top hat structure. And it is fast. Yeah. I so the I I don't even know where to start with this ride. Well, let's start where all good rides start. The queue. Yeah, let's talk about the queue. Uh, but real quick, before we wanted to uh, just mention that the lockers. This is a great, great new touch that Universal put into the Velocicoaster. Where as before, you know, rides that you had to go through metal detection, like the Hulk or Rip Ride Rocket, you'd have to empty your pockets and you'd have to put your backpack and your hat and all that stuff into lockers prior to even entering the queue. And, you know, in today's day and age, everyone loves having their phone on them at all times. And you literally had to put your phone away and then wait in a potentially long queue, you know, 60, 70, 80 minutes sometimes. And for people like us who want to cover different things and, um, you know, take pictures in the queue and video. Right. That would eliminate that ability. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the cool thing about this is, like Bill was saying, uh, you go through the queue. Most of it. You go through most of the queue. Probably about 80% of it. And then, just like all the other rides at Universal that have lockers, you scan your ticket. And when you scan that ticket, a locker opens. And you're able to put your stuff in that locker. Mm -hmm. Now, normally, you go back to the same room that you put your stuff in. And that gets congested. It does. And they do their best to, you know, try to make sure the traffic is, you know, 
it's not too bad, but nowhere if, nowhere worse than the escape from Gringotts. Right, exactly. That locker room is a mess. That yeah, it's really tough. And you know, it's it's tough especially when they're trying to keep people away from each other and the room itself is small. However, for this one, you put your stuff in on that one side and then when you get off the ride, you go into a completely separate room, you scan your ticket and your locker opens on the other side which previously was the back of your locker. Yep. And you reach in and grab all your stuff. What a great addition to uh, an already amazing attraction by Universal, learning from their mistakes and helping the flow of traffic of people off the ride instead of congesting the the locker area with people trying to put stuff in and take stuff out at the same time. Um, Now, I will say that I took off anything that could have fallen off of me including my watch yeah because before we got on this ride we heard somebody say that they would give velocicoaster a zero out of ten because their watch fell off and fell into the lake yeah during the barrel roll (laughs) their (laughs) apple watch fell off their wrist and into the lagoon and i and then a mosasaurus ate it and Oops. And they, <laughs> but they also said they would have given it a 10 out of 10 aside from that. Yeah, but sure. when I heard that, I was like, what? I will definitely lose my watch. Cause every time I go on a ride, like yeah. rock and roller coaster or Hulk, I'm always like, I wonder if I'm going to lose my watch. Cause my watch just doesn't, isn't super secure. Yeah. I'm not a fan of those rubber bands. I ended up getting a metal band for mine. So it's, it's a little bit more secure, but I, I still took mine off too. I, am, I might have to get a new one, especially if they're going to be continuing to make rides that are like this. <laughs> yeah, for real. But kudos to Universal for these amazing lockers. I mean, whoever came up with that, you know, give them a raise, give them a promotion because that is genius. Mm-hmm. So um, the other thing is, it, if you have anything on you that's metal... You actually have to walk through metal detectors after you go through those lockers. Just like Hulk and Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah, but I mean, um, that's not something that I feel like I'm very used to outside of Universal. Right, yeah. Disney doesn't really make you do anything when you get on a ride. Yeah, I can bring my backpack on Rock and Roller Coaster, but the vehicles are built differently. You have more room to kind of stow your stuff underneath where your feet are, uh, whereas Universal's ride vehicles are a little bit more open so they don't let you bring any loose items on uh, most rides and they put you through metal detectors on the ones that have inversions yeah and also it unlike uh like hulk and rip ride rocket there are people surrounding the ride area and underneath yep where you can't walk underneath rock and roller coaster right be cool if you could (laughs) yeah but you can't be dark it'd be very dark but it'd be really cool yeah but that's another big reason. So let's go back to talking about the queue. So being able to finally see what the entrance looks like for Velocicoaster was very cool. We uh, The entrance is over right in between uh, Jurassic Park and Harry Potter's, uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It's like right on that line in between. I feel like I would have missed it if I hadn't seen a line forming there. Right. And in that line, they were checking. Uh, I they were checking for passes and they were checking the QR codes. Right. So when you got your pass, you you were emailed a PDF with a QR uh, QR code for you to scan when you went in for your ride. And so they were checking annual passes and the QR codes when you got into the line. And it's my understanding that won't be the regular entrance, correct? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. It looks like that's going to be one of the ways to get there because the other way, I believe, is that bridge that oh, comes right, from... right, 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 yes. Which yes. I haven't even walked on the bridge yet. No, neither so have I. It was open briefly and then they closed it again. I see why they closed it because they're. I, I feel like it would be really busy over there. Yeah. But there are going to be probably more obvious ways to get there than that little um, side road almost. Yeah. And there was a a sign there that said Velocicoaster opening June 10th. uh, And that's where the line was forming that Danny was talking about. Yes. Now, when we walked down there after they checked our QR codes, uh, we were able to walk over. And right away, you see two giant statues of velociraptors. So a really cool thing that I saw online the last couple of days is if you look at the the two raptors, they're kind of like 
looking at each other like they're ready to go to battle. And that was made as an homage to the two dragon statues that used to be outside of Dueling Dragons. Oh, that's so cool. So that was a, a cool little touch from, uh, from Islands of Adventure. Tip their hat to yeah. Dueling Dragons. I love when, when old rides get shouted out in new rides. And that was a good ride. It was. It was. Hagrid's is better, but it was a good ride. Hey, yeah, I would definitely say Hagrid's is better. Yes. But it was a worthy replacement. Now we walk through the Velociraptors, and then we hit the entrance to the queue of Velocicoaster. Now, right by the entrance, if you're looking at the entrance, to your left is that top hat. You can't miss it. So you are getting introduced to Velocicoaster the second you walk up to it. And man, oh man, does that drop look cool and scary. When you before you've gone on it, yeah. So the uh, the downward part of the top hat uh, portion of the ride goes right by you as you're walking to the queue or to the entrance of the queue. Yeah, you know what you're getting in for. And you see how fast those vehicles are moving. You're like, whoa, ho, this is gonna be fun. It's scary. And then right after the uh, the drop from the top hat is probably the the most. F- most talked about portion of this ride and it is a uh, a portion where you literally hang upside down for two whole seconds um it is a uh upside down hanging time 2.0 seconds it's an inverted zero gravity stall is what they call it oh and that you're literally just hanging upside down for two seconds just on the track so before you even get on this ride you're already getting a taste of it I, 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 that was one thing that I didn't expect to get up close and personal right. with the ride be- before we haven't even went on it. Cause you had seen videos of it and you had seen it from, from across the lagoon or over by Mythos, but you hadn't seen it that close yet because the entrance was not opening and it just, it's, it's awe inspiring walking up to that, the bottom of that top hat structure and seeing the, the vehicle go by at 70 miles an hour. Definitely. Now, Right after we saw that, we were able to walk into the entrance and walk into the first room of the queue. Yeah. What was your initial reaction walking into that room? So when you walk through the the entrance of Velocicoaster, you're actually taken to the left with an outdoor portion of the queue where there's not really much going on. It's just kind of, you know, zigging people back and forth like how queues do. But once you're inside, this room is so impressive especially at night. I didn't go in there during the day, so I didn't see what it looks like during the day. But there's so much epic music, like the music that you heard underneath my little commercial there and at the beginning of the show. That music plays in the queue alongside the uh, boom ah, from the beginning of Jurassic Park and uh, the, the original Jurassic Park theme and the Jurassic World theme. That music kind of rotates in and out during the queue. And it's just, it gives you such an epic experience walking in there. Plus the lighting packages, there's all kinds of crazy colors. There's red, there's blue, there's white. It gets dark in there. It almost seems like there's lightning going on in there. Yeah. Um, It's just such an epic room. And then when you get to the front, before you go to the next room, there's a really, really, really cool statue that's in there. Now, I will say that the... Uh, the vibe, I guess the the tone gets set right from that room. Mm-hmm. And I, I also wanted to say that the sound system that they use in there is amazing. Yeah. Because right away I was like, Ooh, the music's booming. We're in for something fun. Yep. Uh, I also would like to say if anybody does have any issues with strobe lights, yes. there are a lot of strobe lights. Strobe effects. Strobe effects on this ride and in the queue. So uh, just a heads up, if you or somebody you know does have any issues with anything like that, uh, just be warned, this may be a ride that you want to sit out, unfortunately. (laughs) Absolutely. And look us up on YouTube. Uh, We actually posted a full video of what we could film in the queue plus our live reactions from immediately following our ride, go to our YouTube channel, look up A Couple of Park Hoppers. Uh, it is youtube.com slash A Couple of Park Hoppers. Um, so definitely look up that video if you want to see the effects that we're talking about, especially those strobing effects. If you're concerned about 
um, you or anybody in your party that may have trouble with that kind of thing. Yes, definitely. Now, after going through that room, um, we walk through the rest of the queue. But real, real quick, before we walk to the next room, I want to talk about the guest star in that room. Who is it? Mr. DNA. Yo, dinosaurs. You got to love Mr. DNA. He was in the original Jurassic Park. You know, the scene where they're in the quote-unquote ride inside uh, when they get to Jurassic Park and John Hammond is showing them how they made the dinosaurs and uh, Mr. DNA is taking you on the on the tour. But Mr. DNA is the host inside the queue in between the lighting effects and the epic music. He's there basically saying, like, you got to keep your stuff safe. We're going to have lockers for you. Raptors are fast. They yeah. bite hard. Yeah, like an alligator. <laughs> yes. Like a mini dinosaur. <laughs> But yes, Mr. DNA. I was really excited. I popped hard for Mr. DNA. I love Mr. DNA. Love Jurassic Park. Number one, the OG. It's the best. That was an awesome little video package went in that that room totally. And again, you can see it on our YouTube channel. Now, the next room, I also feel like by this point, I was starting to get a little bit more nervous. <laughs> yeah. So um, the next big thing we saw, there were, there were a couple big screen TVs with characters from... The Jurassic franchise. There were lockers. Uh, the scientist. Oh yes, uh, Doctor Wu. Yes, Doctor Wu. Um, the, he was in that big screen that was off to your right. Yep. And then uh, there was a there were different books and things that were shown. Yeah, there was a book from Doctor Ian Malcolm, basically saying how the world was going to end. Uh, there was a book from Dr. Grant, which I do believe was the same book that Tim from the original Jurassic Park was getting, trying to get Dr. Grant to sign throughout the whole movie. Right. Um, so that was a really cool little touch in there. Uh, but then what else did we see in that room? Uh, are we talking about the 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 big thing? Um, not really. So there there was an effect that we actually didn't see. But I have seen a video of it. Yes, that's right. Um, so there was actually a part where I guess because it was not like consistently uh, the, the ride running, isn't going cycling like it normally would be when it's fully open. That um, there's a a part that you can actually see the coaster go by and on the launch on that first launch, and then there's a really cool effect where you can actually see the raptors chasing after the coaster. It's it's really cool. And um, G Prodigy, I believe his Twitter handle is, he's like the lead designer on Velocicoaster. He oh, works wow. for Universal. And uh, Greg is his name. And he basically said it was, it was uh, brand new technology that they invented for this ride, where it's basically a window that's kind of tinted that you can actually see the Velocicoaster go by because there's lights on the trains. Right. And then they have digitally uh, projected Velociraptors that actually chase the vehicle after you watch it go by. So it looks like the Raptors are chasing the vehicle that just went by. And like it's really cool. And like Bill said, unfortunately, we didn't get it on our video. We waited a little bit for it, and then they wanted to keep the line moving. And, and we don't want to cause any right. problems for these guys. We know how hard they're working getting us annual pass holders on the ride. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, that's going to be a really cool effect to be able to watch whenever you're waiting to get on the ride. Now, the next room was one that I was really excited to and see. what was that? That was getting to see the animatronic Velociraptors. And they were in, I guess, did they call them muzzles? I would say that they're muzzles because they were like leather straps, but they were also in like metal cages that their heads were stuck through. Yeah. It would, it, it was, I'd call them muzzles. It almost looked like they were being restrained. Yeah. Because so, you actually see those in the Jurassic World movies. Right. So it's more like a, like a restraint. A muzzle. Yeah. Because usually like with a dog, like a muzzle is just on the face. But this was like a, when they were shaking. Uh, so it looked like these velociraptors were in these cages and you could feel them breathing. You could smell it. You could smell it. Uh, they were, you could see it. Their eyes were blinking. They were looking around and then they would shake and the actual cages that they were in would shake. They were really, really impressive animatronics. And for somebody who was, 
whose life was basically changed in 1993 when I was six years old, seeing Jurassic Park in the theater for the first time. Um, seeing that kitchen scene with the raptors where you see the raptors up close and seeing that in person, which is the closest I've ever been to seeing a raptor that looked so similar to the movie. And real. And real and moving and blinking and snarling and, and breathing and shaking. Like that was a total like freak out moment for me. Like, yeah. Holy crap. This is so cool. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, the line had to keep moving. Right. Because I wanted to stand there and kind of like watch the raptors. Well, the cool part about that is that when Velocicoaster fully opens and the lines are really long, which we assume they're going to be, you're probably going to have a lot more time in that room than you normally do. Yeah. So it'll be cool to kind of spend some quality time with the, with the Velociraptors in that room. I'm nervous about when this ride opens. Why is that? Because I feel like it's the best ride that in Universal by sure, far. Sure. And I'm afraid of waiting in like a... Yeah, it's, it's going to be that way for a little while. Yeah, but I want to go on it over and over and over again. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh, I know, but uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just so excited about this ride. Yeah. Well, after we got up close and personal with those Velociraptors... Were we already at the lockers at that point? Because I, I feel like I've blacked out a little bit after that. <laughs> I believe so. I, I hope we're not skipping anything. But there was the video with Dr. Wu, and there was a um, like a simulation of the coaster that you could watch real quick. Um, but And then after that, I believe we went to the lockers after we met our friends, the Velociraptors. Yes. So we were able to put all our stuff away. And those so, great double-sided lockers. That is, I mean, that... I, I I just feel like that has to be the future of lockers. Mm -hmm. That was so flawless. Absolutely. Now, after we put our stuff away again, we went through those metal detectors. Yep. Made sure that we didn't have anything on us that we weren't supposed to. Um, if you don't know, uh, you cannot bring things on the ride to record. Nothing. So I know there have been some POV videos out there. Skirting the rules. Illegal. Be careful. Illegal. Don't get in trouble. It's not worth it. Um, and we think they were glasses. Yes. I, there's no way that there was GoPros or cameras or anything. Those were definitely glasses that were recording that. Never in my life, if you had asked me how did they record what I have said, they're glasses. Like that yeah. That never would have... Glasses, cameras are a thing now. It's crazy. Oh my goodness. Um, but after the lockers, after the metal detectors, we went actually up a set of stairs and into this giant room right before we boarded. And there was a huge screen on the wall, and there was uh, Claire Deering from Jurassic World, played by Bryce Dallas Howard. And she was kind of welcoming you to a new kind of attraction and just telling you it's going to be totally safe because that's what they do in Jurassic movies. They tell you everything's going to be safe until it goes horribly wrong. Um and then she introduces Owen Grady, played by Chris Pratt. And they're doing this kind of thing where Chris Pratt is in a, a scene that kind of looks like or very similar to uh, where you actually launch from right. in the coaster. Uh, and he's basically telling Claire, like, this is a terrible idea. Uh, we shouldn't be doing this. The one thing I remember you him saying. You have no idea what you're talking about. The one thing I remember him saying is, could you at least get them to sign a waiver? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so that was a funny little interaction between Claire and Owen because they have such tension and sexual tension in the movies. They do. Um, there's they hate each other, but they love each other at the same time. Um, but it, it was it was cool to see like the actual actors uh, from Portrayed the from the Jurassic the World movies. Yeah. So you got Henry Wu and you've got Claire and and Owen uh, reprising their roles for the ride, which is always a nice touch. Yeah, and I will say that I next time I want to pay a little bit more attention because I'll be less nervous. Yes. And also, we went through that ride so quickly, or that room so quickly. We did. We did. <laughs> the ride we went through quickly, too. <laughs> sure did. Seven uh, miles an hour. Yes. Uh, but we went through that room very quickly. So right after that room, um, they get you into line to jump on the coaster. I didn't realize the, the coaster was right there until after I was done watching the, the Owen and Claire thing. And then it was like, oh, oh, God, launch is right here. <gasps> I'm freaking out, freaking out. Freaking so I have out. a question for you. Yeah, what's up? 
So right before we got on, we had discussed um, that there was some place that you did not want to sit. I did not want to sit in the back. I did not want to be so scared that I hated that ride. And I had heard that the back seat was like very forceful. Are you glad that you didn't sit in the back? Yes, because I wanted to ride it one time like in the middle or near the front where it was less intense just so I could see everything for the first time. And then now that I know what to expect, I would probably ride in the back. I also feel like I was nervous. So the fact that you didn't want to sit in the back, I was like, okay, (laughs) I don't want to sit in the back either. Yeah. Because this ride has, had just been talked about and all, everybody we knew who works at Universal was just, you know, just hyping it up so much. Yeah. And just everything we knew about it made me nervous and not nervous in the, oh my gosh, my life is in danger way. Just the kind of nervous that sometimes you get before you do something that you don't know what it's going to feel like or know what the experience is going to be like. Exactly. Now, again, there are 12 rows in the coaster on each train Mm -hmm. and we ended up sitting in row eight. Which was further back than I wanted, but... At that point, I didn't really want to pick and choose. I mean, we were basically in the middle yeah. section. You know, rows five through eight are basically the middle. Right. Um, we got back middle. But, right. But, <laughs> you know, we didn't get row 12, which is what I didn't want. Well, as soon as we walked up, I was like, there's already people waiting for the back. Yeah. Right. So. Or the front. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, they may have been waiting for the front. I don't know. But uh, there were people waiting there, and they were accommodating row requests, which I'm not sure that if they're going to do that when the ride fully opens. But with the limited amount of riders, I think they were accommodating that kind of stuff. Right. Now, I do, say, I, I do think that I would like to, as time goes on, ride in the front and the back and see what each one feels like. Sure, yeah. Because I think the back's probably going to be more intense, and the front you'll be able to see everything. I think that the fall from the top hat is going to be absolutely nuts in the back. Yeah. Because you, it's not like rip ride rocket where you kind of like pause at the top and fall. Like you go 70 miles an hour up that top hat and then you just keep going. Just whips you over So it. the, the backseat would just kind of like yank you right, right down that hill there. Yeah. So that'd be kind of nuts. Well, let's rewind. Yeah. We got into our seats. We did. And we I pulled that in. darn thing as tight as I could possibly pull it. <laughs> I, I pulled it tight and then I pushed it up because like trying to see what kind of give there was. Yeah. Like how, how much like. So you wouldn't be uncomfortable. Well, yeah. But I was also, I guess after I pulled it down and it clicked, I was like, can it move? I'm going to go upside down. Like <laughs> I would really like to know that it's not going to let me right. go. Yeah. I mean, obviously they know what they're doing. This isn't, you know. Right. This is not their first roller coaster. Up until the time where we rolled out of the station, I was pushing that darn thing down. (laughs) (laughs) So as soon as we left the station, everybody starts clapping. You know, they're they're really excited about everything that's going on. That was a really cool moment. It kind of reminded me, not obviously not to the level of the applause, but like it kind of reminded me of going to see like Avengers Endgame on opening night. Right. You were there the first night. And people are so excited. This is everyone's first time riding it. Everybody's like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Well, as soon as we rounded that corner, I started yelling. Yeah. I was like. And you never stopped. I never stopped. (laughs) But it was funny because I was nervous. And then as soon as I was locked in, I was like, let's go. Yeah. Full auto coaster. Wow. I can't even. Careful. You got to work tomorrow. I know. I know I do. <laughs> but I was but I was so hype and people were screaming on the coaster already before it even took off. Mm-hmm. So we went into that first room, which is the first scene. Yep. So you roll out of the station where you board and you kind of go slowly to the left into like a tunnel. And, um, and this is the opposite side of what we were talking about that you could see on the inside. Right where you could see the launch. So now we're inside that room. Mm -hmm. And I believe Owen was talking. Yeah, Owen's voice was talking. He was basically um, just talking to the raptors. He was like, no, no, you can't do that. No, 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 don't do that. And you could see the raptors around you. Yes. So I, I have heard, we did, like we said, we rode at night. And in the tunnel, it was dark because it was nighttime. And, uh... Through, they they were simulated cages almost, where it was like they were gonna let them out of the cages for the launch, and you could see these these digital 
raptors through the cages. It was kind of hard to see, though. Um, I noticed that because it happens on both sides of you, but the raptors are a little hard to see, and maybe that'll be tweaked because we were still in technical rehearsals for these um, for these previews. So are these already considered technical rehearsals? Oh, yeah. Okay. Up until June 10th, they're all technical rehearsals. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm sure that they're going to change that because you... I couldn't hear Owen very well. Yeah, I couldn't hear Owen very well, and you couldn't see the Raptors very well, so maybe they'll adjust some lighting elements and stuff to, to make it a little bit more clear so you can see the Raptors that are supposed to be getting ready to chase you on this I also journey. don't know if my adrenaline was pumping, and that's why I like... Just made you go blind and deaf. Yes. <laughs> well, I basically made myself... <laughs> unable to speak yeah, so right. <laughs> just knock everything out <laughs> exactly well after we you hear owen you see the raptors is there a countdown do you remember there's not a countdown but you can hear it kind of revving up to the launch uh and, and then you hear i believe it's a, a motorcycle noise and you hear the raptors like going like Rawr! and then you let's go yeah now, I want to ask you, what was your initial reaction when we took off? Um, I knew it was a launch, but we went into, it wasn't an inversion, but it was a, a very quick climb and a very quick descent and sideways turning. And it just, the, the ride just started and never stopped. It was, it was nuts. So I want to say that as soon as the, the ride launched, my arms popped up <laughs> i thought i was gonna hold on the entire time oh i did <laughs> my arms popped up like involuntarily and i just started screaming yep. and laughing like it was I, I i i did not think i was gonna do that now i mean we're not gonna go through every piece of this ride because we want you guys to experience it for yourself but i will say that i probably had my arms up on this ride probably about 80% of the time. I did not. Um, even when we were going upside down, I had my arms <laughs> in the air. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second because the the first half of the ride is very different from the second half of the ride. Yeah, I I, I mean right off the right from the get-go, I was I was very I was just so excited. <laughs> so the first half of the ride is very windy and had some smaller drops, uh, but they were pretty intense drops. You know, they, you were climbing and falling pretty quickly, and you were you were zigzagging through rock work. And there is uh, several raptor uh, statues or sculptures that are out there that you actually ride by. That it makes you feel like they're perched on something, like ready to attack you, which right. is really neat. Um, so you, you just go through a, a bunch of small climbs and drops and sideways turns and all sorts of stuff. Then you make a, a very quick right-hand turn about halfway through, and you flatten out into this little station area where the raptors are hanging out around you. And then here comes the second launch. Yes. And like we discussed before, you're going 40 miles an hour into this turn, and then you launch from 40 to 70 in about 2.4 seconds into the top hat structure. Yeah, I mean, it was I after that it's it's nutty. Yeah. You uh you it's go wild. Up, exactly. You go up that top hat structure and you get some amazing views of uh, Universal Studios Orlando. And uh then you you fall down that that top hat structure at 80 degrees. At 80 degrees going probably still 70 miles an hour. And right into that, you go into that uh, that anti gravity um, hangout. I guess is what we call it, the inverted zero gravity stall. And there's a portion of the ride, like we said, you literally hang upside down for two seconds, and two seconds almost felt like an eternity, hanging upside down with just a lap bar on you. But I felt very safe during that part. I with felt just like I could bar. fly. It was uh, my it was, arms were in the air. It was pretty <laughs> surreal. Uh, going through that part and you can actually see that from just outside the queue what we're talking about when you guys get a chance to go on Velocicoaster. Now one thing that I didn't realize about this ride um, but I, I don't know I, I honestly can't remember when it happened is there's a photo on this. Where was the photo? 
I don't know, but I remember being blinded by a flash. Yeah, and our photo was pretty funny. I almost wish I had <laughs> bought it, but... Uh, I, did, I did not want I that just, photo. <laughs> so when our photo was hilarious because my arms were in the air like I was hugging like the sky. I looked so joyful and yep. so happy. And how did you look? Um, terrified. <laughs> and holding on for dear life. <laughs> it was so funny. Because uh, for a long time, I never did coasters. So um, after after doing Hulk and all that stuff, I figured I'd be able to do this no problem. And I did do it no problem, but that kind of stuff still does make me very nervous. Yeah, I mean, I was nervous until I was on it, but the, f- yeah. the photo was really funny of us. It was. So they do have an opportunity for a photo. Um, we have never uh, purchased photos. No. Ride photos. Um, maybe once we can not have to wear masks on the rides. I would be interested in purchasing a ride photo. Yeah. But um, they did have a, a photo opportunity. Now, um, I want to get your overall thoughts about the Velocicoaster. Well, real quick before we, um, we, we get our overall thoughts, I want to talk about the last really exciting part of the ride. Oh. And that is the barrel roll. Okay. Over the lagoon ah. at Islands of Adventure. And... You, I believe, still had your hands sure up did. during the barrel roll, which I believe they're calling the Mosasaurus roll, simulating them the Mosasaurus kind of like spinning in the water. The Danny can fly roll. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like a good, uh, good <laughs> sushi, sushi roll. roll. I knew you were gonna <laughs> now I'm hungry for sushi. <laughs> Shout out Sukihana if you want to be a sponsor. Yeah. Um, that barrel roll was crazy. You go into the barrel roll going 52 miles an hour, which is still pretty fast. And 53 miles an hour, it says, on the Velocicoaster Cup. And you were looking for that, weren't you? I I was. Because I would say a good three or four seconds, maybe longer, before we hit that, you said, here comes the barrel roll. I knew exactly where it was in the ride. And once we hit the point where I knew that the barrel roll was coming up, I was really excited for it. And it it was such a weird feeling going through that barrel roll with no shoulder restraint, but it was thrilling and it was awesome. I have to say something about that barrel roll. Go for it. So because I had my arms in the air and my butt came off the seat, (laughs) that was probably like one of the most exhilarating feelings that I've had on a roller coaster in a very long time. Yeah. And probably half the reason I lost my voice. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You were screaming even louder during the barrel roll portion. <laughs> it was so crazy. Yeah, it was. Now, um, I know that I said we were going to get overall thoughts. Um, one thing I do want to say is there's a lot of airtime on this ride. Oh, my gosh. So on the uh, on the Velocicoaster merch, on the hats and on the, uh, the souvenir freestyle cups, there's a, a bunch of different um, specs for the ride. And there is actually uh, a part on the bottom of the cup here that said there's 12 airtime moments. Wow. Which means there's potential for your butt to come off the seat, basically, 12 different times during this ride. I believe it. And fortunately, I'm 5'10", and I was able to firmly plant my feet against the seat in front of me. (laughs) And so I didn't really get a ton of airtime because I was kind of pushing my feet down, terrified, because that's how I do it. Um, But poor Danny over here is five feet nothing, and she definitely couldn't reach that part. So her feet were up in the air, and you definitely got more airtime than I did. Oh, my gosh. But I I feel like I was, like, I wanted the airtime. Sure. Like, as soon as we, as soon as that ride started, I was like... Give me everything this ride can give me because we probably won't get to ride this again until June 10th. Most likely not, but they probably will be doing technical rehearsals all the way through June 10th with potential for day guests to be able to ride. If they're nearby when there's like, hey, you want to ride Velocicoaster? Okay, sounds good. Don't tempt me with a good time. Yeah, exactly. Now, what were your overall thoughts? Um, I am so impressed with everything that this ride had to offer, right down from the second I entered the queue, right until the second I exited the queue. I was so impressed with everything. Um, it, if I had to rate it out of a 10, 
I would honestly give it a 12. Wow. It was, it lived up to the hype. It was wildly intense. It was uh, stunningly beautiful, especially at night because everything's all lit up on your vehicles. Um, just the smoothness of the coaster, the uh, the theming of everything, the raptors, the the cue lights, the cue music. It just everything just meshed really, really well. And I could not recommend getting on this coaster enough when it opens on June 10th. Now, I have some thoughts about this coaster. Okay. So I think that I would definitely give it, I mean, if we're going 10 out of 10, like, obviously, I'm going to say 10 plus. 10 plus. Ten, okay. 10 out of 12, what, or 12 out of 10, whatever you said. Um, I am, after kind of rolling this over in my brain, I will say that this is the best roller coaster I have ever been on, bar none. Wow. And I really enjoy coasters. Um, I don't enjoy, like, I obviously have my preferences, but this was unreal. Like I said in our live video immediately following our ride of Lost Coaster, it is next level. I would like to also say that what Disney has done with Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Universal has done with Velocicoaster. It is the absolute... It's a must-do. It's a must-do. Um, it's, you know, top of its class. It's so smooth. It's so much fun. And I think that even if you're not a huge coaster fan, that... Um, or even if you're not a Jurassic Park fan, like you have to go on this ride. They have outdone themselves with this ride. And I, I just can't say enough good things about it. So we were very, very fortunate to be able to ride Jurassic World Velocicoaster. The first night that the annual pass holder previews were available, we got to ride at night, which was an incredible experience. I wanted to ride in the daytime now to see what the differences are. Um, but we, like we just said, we cannot recommend this ride enough. Um, our review is glowing for a reason. It was such an amazing experience. I am just absolutely thrilled to have been able to do that uh, as early as we did, a month plus before the ride opens. Yeah. I'm hoping to be able to do it again at least one more time before it officially opens, before we get those four-hour lines. <laughs> but... Uh, Jurassic World Velocicoaster, 12 out of 10 for me, 10 plus out of 10 for Danny. <laughs> um, no number there. It's just, it's, it's so great. Um, and we just, uh, my jaw was on the floor and like I was so overcome with adrenaline after, <laughs> after riding that ride that I cannot recommend it any more than I already did. And overall, June 10th cannot come fast enough. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye on all of our social media platforms for an announcement regarding our first live show. For easy access to all our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a acoupleofparkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.